Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Finding Self with Jake. I'm your host, Jake Sudnick, and today we're going to be going into part three. Yeah, we're already on part three of the Finding Self story that I've been telling you guys over the past few episodes. So this one, to me, this is really where things start to hit home. And it's it's an important episode because this was probably the most radical change that I had faced, you know, since since getting into my real estate career, which we talked about the past couple episodes, which was drastic in a way that my lifestyle changed. But mentally, some of the things I dealt with coming out of the transition from where I was working on a team with a large group of people to moving to being a solo agent, though the career was the same and it was all in the same field, the the change was really, really something that was difficult to deal with, I guess is the, the easiest way to say it. So in today's episode, we're going to cover a couple things. Number one, it was really the start of a journey that I was facing where I moved from that team kind of group environment to being a solo entrepreneur and the timing of it couldn't have been uh i guess better or worse i don't know what the best way to describe it is but the timing it timed out so that really it was right at the very beginning of the uh, covid19 pandemic that i had made the decision that i was going to begin working on my own so i was leaving the stability of the job that i i knew to go on to this new path on my own. And and there were a lot of reasons for my decision. We're not going to get into each and every one of those. Um, but I, I, needless to say, did leave that group environment to go work on my own. And at a time where, you know, the uh, at a time where groups really could serve a valuable purpose in, in having some people and support around you. So going and making that decision to work uh, essentially as an individual was a big one so it's it's hard to recall every single thing in hindsight and time seemed to move a lot differently when we <laughs> when we started spending a lot of time at home so for real estate at the beginning of the pandemic when when that started there was the shutdown that everybody kind of experienced where most things were closed for a few weeks our industry was at a point where things were up in the air and they were deciding whether or not they would allow us to continue our job if we served an essential purpose to the community. We did meet that bar of essential for the time being. So we moved on from we moved on from being uh, you know, at home to an essential service. Now, it did still change the way that it affected our industry a lot. So suddenly suddenly we're you know we're at home a lot more there's no more in office time really so for me who was i came from a place where i was very used to being at work every single day to working at home it was a big change and now that i had i had eliminated the you know the zoom calls and the meetings that we were having and all of that to really just being by myself it ended up being an extreme amount of time that I was on my own. My significant other at the time who did live with me still had a, had a job where they would spend most of their days away. So the majority of my day, I was by myself. Now, 
this definitely had an effect on me mentally. Unfortunately, the place I was at, and, and we covered this a little bit in the prior episode, the place I was at when I had made the decision to leave the group I was working for, I, I had been going through probably maybe six months to a year of this indecision of not really knowing what to do. I, I knew things weren't going well. I was starting to have a lot of anxious thoughts and and stress around going to work and the things that I once enjoyed, the meetings, the calls, the, the, uh, the, you know, the training that I, I was doing, a lot of that joy was taken out and I was having a hard time replacing it. So when I no longer had this, you know, I, I guess the passion might not have ever been the right word, but I never, when I no longer had the enthusiasm to make it into work, it started to really, really drag. And as as time progressed through that year, I, I knew it somewhere deep down I was needing some sort of change in my life. So I, I kind of began deconstructing some of the parts of my life. Uh, I left some of the, I, I left the coaching organization I was part of. I had left the team that I had been working on, and a few months later, I would leave the long-term relationship I had been in for seven years. And all of these things were, you know, drastic changes in my life that felt like to find the root of whatever my my issue was, I had to keep pulling back these layers to see what the actual problem was I was facing. And luckily, I've come to a point in my life where I, I'm feeling much better and we're starting to move in a very positive direction. And I've, I've made a lot of awesome progress. So the point of this all being, because I'm kind of rambling away from everything now, was this was really the start um, at the beginning of the pandemic. And, and as I had left the team I was in, this was the start of, I think, the rebuilding process, the journey that, that I was going to be on. Now, I put a couple notes together here, and I want to cover this for you. So to take a step back, I think one of the things we talk about a lot here on the show is you know, anxiety, depression, and how your personal and work life can relate to those things. So I've personally always struggled with both fear of sickness and fear of the treatment of the sickness I had. So the upcoming year going into a pandemic wasn't going to be kind to my mental health. This was already an issue I had been facing prior to even prior to the pandemic even starting. One of the one of the symptoms, and I, I believe I've talked about this before, and you guys will continue to hear about it. But one, I, I think it's really important to share the the feelings you have when you're talking about things like anxiety because it, it's it, it's good to know what others experience as it can help you rationalize your feelings and thoughts a little bit. And, and one of the symptoms I'd experienced when I was having really bad anxiety or panic attacks would be um, joint pain was very typical for me where it was almost like you were holding so much stress in your body that you would start to physically feel pain. I know my shoulders would particularly get bad and a lot of pain in my chest. Now, this is where it would get scary because the chest pain would sometimes be, sometimes it would be, where it would feel like a heart attack happening. Other times it would feel like the inability to breathe. And at times there would even be, you know, days where 
you feel like you can't slow your heart rate down or you have so much pain in your chest or have such a hard time breathing that really just trying to go to sleep is the only thing that seems to to quell or help subside those feelings so it was a very difficult thing to work through um you know in in hindsight i I recognize that there are much healthier ways i could have taken on and dealt with these feelings that i felt with but I was sucked into this fear and negativity that seemed to plague the year and maybe even worse than the, the pandemic itself was the, you know, the, the, the feeling that a lot of people I, I assume had, and I don't think that I was alone in this by any means, but just the experience of, of how you felt at that time was a really tricky thing because there was a lot of fear. So coming from an anxious place and all of all of those things already on your mind immediately moving into that space where now all of a sudden there's this uh, potential uh, additional problem it made it easy for me to to stay home it made it easy for me to push off responsibilities because now i was able to validate some of my fears even further and I'm saying this out loud and kind of working through things as I'm talking about them here. But t- to be very honest, it was for sure the uh, uh, though though I do believe it was important to do that. It was really easy for me to fall fall into that trap where I know where I was at in my life needing the socialization because I had kind of eliminated so much of the group I was part of was going to be really important for my mental well being and. Now this uh, new, you know, this new fear coming in, it, it was just a, a perfect storm of things to happen to really, really <laughs> cripple somebody's, you know, mental well-being, and and it, and it happened for me. So my depression worsened the longer I separated from people. Uh, over the next several months, my social interaction had become seriously limited, and I was more separated than ever from my peer group and my relationship of I believe it was. Uh, seven years at the time, which had also not been exactly the most healthy relationship, was suffering. And, and a lot of the suffering came due to my mental health. I was not in a position to fix things. I, I was in a position where I was worn out and I wasn't going to be moving any further forward because I, I had just, I had checked out mentally. So as I've as fall approached, my fear of getting sick and getting others sick largely kept me from seeking anyone outside of my home. I strictly kept to myself an attempt to follow guidelines and try to take a part in slowing uh, the pandemic spread. And th- like I had mentioned before, though th- those things were important to me, it was also very easy to allow those things to be even uh, more present than maybe they should have because of that depression and just wanting to stay home because it was easier to lay in bed and than it was to go out and try and face the world in a, in a place that now seems scarier than before. Um, my anxiety, anxiety, excuse me, my anxiety constantly made me feel sick. Um, it was hard to distinguish whether I was experiencing symptoms of COVID some days or symptoms of anxiety. Uh, yeah, obviously, there are big differences, but when you're dealing with uh, anxiousness and depression and, and probably a lot of other things that are categorized in the mental illness field, 
they can have physical symptoms. And sometimes you just wake up feeling sick days in a row and you don't know exactly if you're actually sick or if you're not sick. So having that constant um, feeling of unwell, uh, it's just difficult, you know, and at a time like that, it made it, it made it hard. Um, my days, you know, they turned into a few hours awake, followed by excessive midday naps. I would struggle to stay awake through the day and my energy, it was always depleted. Um, my self care was becoming relatively non-existent and in the off chance I was able to actually see others, it was hard to keep a conversation or enjoy the small things that were happening in my life. I, I found that through not taking care of myself and not following the, the, the process I had been and really disassociating so far, even little things became really, really difficult. And I, I see people in that circumstance and I, I relate and I understand the thought that it can be very hard to get started again when you're in a when you're in a dark place. So, you know, it's it, it's a process and it's one that you can certainly work out of. Uh, you're you're more than capable. It's just a it's a hard it's a hard road. So the the difficulty of depression comes not only in the depression itself, but the difficulty of getting out. It can be boiled down to something as simple as finding a new routine or just getting out of the house. But this really simplifies what can be a difficult and very complex problem. So sometimes it is easier to try and view the small things. Um, I'm, I'm really lucky in my life to have had some people to help coach me through, you know, these feelings. And it, it's a hard thing to experience, but sometimes I remember a, a goal that I set of mine when I was really having some hard times with this was to start doing some really little things. Sometimes it was as simple as my, my list for the day was today, you've got to wake up, you've got to drink, you know, two glasses of water, three glasses of water, and you have to walk to the end of the driveway. And the next day you've got to walk a little further. And they were really small, seemingly small, but important things. And by doing those types of things every single day, even though they were really little, it started giving me some small building blocks to start putting a foundation back together on. And I think that if I had to give a piece of advice for anyone in that kind of place, it's look for the really, really small wins and achieve them, you know, do it. Make sure you make them part of your day because having those little wins, that can be absolutely monumental in the long run in helping you get out of that place. So one of the things I really looked forward to was the ability to help others who might have dealt with something very similar to me. And one of my ideas was actually this, this show. Um, it had sparked uh, this, the, the idea of a podcast had come to me a couple of years back when I was, uh, when I was still working with the, the team I was working on. And I had a real interest in interviewing successful individuals and I wasn't recording it at the time. I would meet people at coffee shops and I'd want to know, you know, what they did in their life to get to where they're at. I wanted to know about their business. I just wanted to know everything. I, I was really inquisitive in that way. And it was exciting for me to talk to people that were really motivated and really driven. So I, I started doing these little coffee shop interviews and a good friend of mine, uh, she actually has said, you should be recording this. It seems like something that would, you know, be very useful to share to people. And, you know, I, I remembered that conversation a couple years later when I was dealing with, 
with these things. And I, I thought, you know, I'm dealing with some stuff that's a little bit difficult. It's something I should put out there into the world to help other people who might have experienced something similar have a place where they can where they can listen and know that their thoughts maybe weren't so crazy that you know those those things where you feel like you're alone I, I know for me it would be very nice to hear those things so I, I want to put it back out there into the world and I, I think that it's incredibly important to find something that you can look forward to and care about so even if it's as small as you know a, a little show like this or or uh, y you know there's a million things it could be uh, it could be a activity that you look forward to a conversation with someone that you want to, that you want to talk to anything but having that small ability to look forward to something that is a big big win now moving on from that i, I wanted to sh to state that you can get out of depression and things will get better you know everyone heals and figures things out at their own pace so f for some of f for some people that's going to happen quickly and you can work out of things and th this it, it, it's doesn't make it any it, it doesn't make it le any less significant but we all have our own pace that we figure things out and we all require different means to get there. So for some, it may require more conversations with other people. Others may require more time to themselves to work through thoughts and process things. There's a lot of different paths and it's certainly, there, there's certainly no roadmap, but there's a lot of people that have done different things. So trying to look at others' experiences and learn from those can be really helpful. So I, I certainly would suggest trying to seek out people that have had struggles and worked through things because it's really an invaluable way to gain a little bit of insight into things you might be able to try that work for you. And some of those things you'll find out on your own. Now, some advice, try and find, li like I had mentioned before, this is kind of my recap advice, would be try and find those small wins. Those are absolutely huge for me, and I, I think that they'd be huge for a lot of people in a similar circumstance. And set something you can look forward to or work on. So having a little bit of hope, that can be really big when you're not feeling hopeful at all. Really, really big. Try to recognize what some of the issues are in your life and look for ways that you could imagine living better than you currently are. If you feel in a negative spot, try and figure out what is causing that negativity. It's hard to examine yourself, and sometimes it's even harder to admit the things that are hurting us because sometimes they're a person that we're not ready to let go of in our life. Sometimes they're a lot of people that we're not ready to let go of in our life, but we know somewhere deep down that what we're doing isn't really matching anymore the, the the lifestyle that we're looking for and having to move on from those things can be really hard now there's a lot of other reasons other than those but trying to identify what those reasons are is a big part of your healing process and it's going to help you start moving in the right direction so acknowledging and finding out what you need to work on is a very very big and important step now that kind of summarizes a little bit of the feelings and emotions that I had tied along with this transition from, from my previous career with this large group of people to working on my own. 
So needless to say, when I left, I was not in a good place. <laughs> when I started, I still was not in a good place. But, but at the start of that, I knew, I knew at the very least that by removing the factors that were causing me to not have that joy anymore in my life, to not have that excitement, not have that ability to want to push on, I was taking steps to move toward a life that I more a life that I wanted. Um, they they are very difficult steps, <laughs> and I, I can't stress that enough how hard that that can be. It's very very much worth it though, a and I suggest for anyone anyone at all listening, if you're having a lot of struggle in your life and you're having you're facing a lot of things that are causing a lot of pain for you try and identify what they are and understand that there is a plan to move forward and get out of those it's possible and you can do it so that's that's about what i've got for everyone today this episode is again more focused more on the emotional and the, the, the feeling part of, of what was happening during this part of the journey. We're going to step back into in the next episode of this Finding Self journey, getting out and the climb out of this state of mind because that was really the next step here where, we, where I started working into what I would consider this next stage of my, of my life. And it was a really, really important part. And gosh has it been worth every single bit of of the you know the the tough part that that i went through and you know again to anybody listening there's there's going to be good days and they're, they're coming for you fast so don't be afraid to keep going that's all i've got for you today Thanks again for listening. This again was Jake Sudnick with Finding Self. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook with Finding Self with Jake. Podcast is available on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere that you can find a podcast, but Spotify is the spot. So if you would, you know, we love a five-star review. That would be great. Follow and listen. We'll look forward to, hear, to, to hearing you on the next one. Also feel free to comment and and uh, like any of the stuff on Facebook and Instagram, every interaction's super appreciated. Thanks again.